What is up, crypto fam? Welcome back to Sin City Crypto. It's your favorite host here, David, coming at you live from Global Studios here in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. We are coming at you today with another live episode. We're going to be topping, talking all things crypto. But before we get started, quick disclaimer, we are not financial advisors. Do your own research. Don't take anything as financial advice. Let's go ahead and meet someone that I hate sharing the show with, but I have to. Big Rob, what's that? Hola, <laughs> it's your boy, Big Rob, uh, a.k.a. I hate you also, David. Thank you. Wow. Uh, now. Welcome to Sin City Crypto. For your first time checking us out, we take all the old, boring, and stale information and package it up in a fun and sexy way. Now, if it's your first time checking us out, we do live streams. We do deep dives. This is the live stream. Check out the deep dives. And then also, we're young. We're grown. We're new. Grow with us. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Like the video. And uh, also, almost forgot, let's give a shout out to our media partners, Global. They help us broadcast us out, not to just YouTube, but other channels as well. David, what we got in store today? Man, I am stoked for today. We got a great show today, guys. Obviously, we're going to start off every show like we do with our hot take. Got a pretty fun one in store today, followed by our talking points where we'll discuss the most important articles that are uh, on the market today, followed by our market analysis. Then we have a special treat for you guys. We did an interview a few days ago with one of the leading experts in the healthcare industry. We talked all things healthcare, some information you might not have known that you will find out if you watch the show to the end. Make sure you check that out. With that being said, let's get into our first segment. The hot take. That's hot. That's hot, baby. All right. So for our hot take today, name two people from the crypto space. One that's on Santa's naughty list and one that's on Santa's nice list. You want me to go first? Take the floor. Take it away. Take it away. All right. So who's been naughty? Who's been nice? I don't know, but. I was trying to rhyme something, but I couldn't. So my naughty person is going to be someone that I named as one of the most influential people in crypto, but he's also been very naughty, Elon Musk. The reason is he manipulates the markets. He knows what he's doing. He tweets stuff out. He knows it'll drive the price down. He still does it. He doesn't care about us. He doesn't care we lose money in our portfolios. He just cares about his clout. He cares about getting his voice out there. Dude, stop being naughty. You understand, you know that when you tweet something, people are going to react to it, all right? So stop it. Unless it's some positive, then definitely do it. Uh, and my nice my nice list. Well, just, just, to, just to double down on the, on the naughty, it's like the dude has so much pull. He has so much power that he's a successful businessman and people look up to him for financial advice, whether or not he's intending to do so or not. Uh, they look at him as somebody that's accomplished. So when he gets behind a project, uh, when he gets behind SpaceX, behind Tesla, other people will follow what he does and says. And, and he's playing with people's emotions. He is, man. And he's playing with our portfolios and I don't like it. That's why he's right. naughty. He's naughty. Now, nice. I'm going to go with the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele. He is the pioneer and charge of integrating crypto as legal tender uh he's back in a stance up uh as far as his position in crypto he keeps buying the dips on bitcoin he's pretty handsome too yeah he is uh if he succeeds he will go down in history as the pioneer of cryptocurrency legalization of tenderization so mr bukele legalization of of tenderization tenderization, mr bukele i just want to say thank you you're officially on santa's nice list keep doing what you're doing brother we love you. Robin, yeah, Mr. Bukele is also on Sensitive Crypto uh, Wanna Interview list as right. well. So, uh, Mr. Bukele, if you are watching, uh, we can either accommodate you here in studio on the red couch or uh, we'll tie you in on a video call as well. That's right. Uh, now, for my naughty and nice list, whew, there's so much to choose from. I'm so excited um, to hear this. <clears throat> for my naughty... Uh, Okay, no, no. You know what? I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with the nice list. Okay. I'm gonna start with the night list. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring out the, the positive vibes. I'm gonna bring out the good juju. So on the positive, I am gonna say Jack Dorsey. Uh, okay. Now this, you want to talk about going all in on crypto? The man literally left his job. He left the, his position as the CEO of Twitter to go and do crypto full time. 
Uh, he's obviously has the uh, square, which has now changed the name to block, which is going all in on crypto. He's all behind it. He's super passionate. He is basically one of the Bitcoin maximalists, one of the homers, one of the mascots. He is behind it. He's pushing our space in the direction that we need to. And without him, we would be lost. So Jack Dorsey, thank you. Uh, I will send you a Christmas card, my personal self. So uh, uh, just, your address, just though. Yeah, uh, add your address down in the uh, description below uh, or in, in the, the chat in the comments. And uh, definitely you're going to get some love from us. Uh, now for the naughty list. You already know who I'm going to say. Gary Gensler? You already knew it. Gary Gensler, bro. Double G in his finest. Okay, now listen to this. <laughs> that man has single-handedly held the United States market back from Bitcoin adoption by single-handedly just delaying and postponing the spot ETFs one after another. He is handcuffing the U.S. economy with the full integration and full adoption of Bitcoin. You should be ashamed of yourself. You are going to get left behind in the new industrial revolution. The new monetary system that is going to replace the old one is happening in other countries, and we're losing our stranglehold on the market cap for cryptocurrency. Thank you for nothing, and I hope... Your Christmas is doo-doo. So if you guys tune in and you all of a sudden see Robbins disappeared, you know why. Yeah, why? Well, he's got ties he's with the taken. CIA. The CIA got... came in and took his ass. He gone. Yeah. Which might not be a bad or, thing. Or, we'll we, or the channel. If the channel just all of a sudden disappears tomorrow, yeah. we, know, we know who's behind it. We locked up, man. We need bail money. I'm watching you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So Gary Gensler, Naughty, I got... Naughty Elon Musk, and then I, I think President Bukele's on the hey, night. Jack, Jack Dorsey, Dorsey, bro. He's my hero. Big Jack, Jack baby. Okay. You're going to change your name to Jack? No, nah, no. Nah, but Big Rob, Big Jack, you know? Jackass. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next segment. Uh, not funny. The Talking Points. The Chitter Chatter. Robin's Dentures on the screen. <laughs> come on, man. You already know. If, if I had dentures, I'd come correct. I wouldn't have no plastic ones. It'd be nothing but straight gold teeth from top to bottom, baby. That's right. All right, let's go ahead and pull up the laptop. Let me go over some articles here with you guys. So, first article, we're going to talk about how J.P. Morgan Chase is helping... S okay, is this Simons or Siemens? I think it's Siemens. Siemens, all right. I think. It's I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll do some research okay. on the pronunciation of this we'll one. We'll just but... say Siemens for now, okay? How J.P. Morgan is helping you Siemens... smiling. What are you thinking about over there? What's up? What are you thinking about over there? We're grown-ass adults, man. Okay, what go do you ahead. mean, what am I my thinking? Bad. My bad, my bad. How J.P. Morgan <laughs> is helping Siemens with blockchain transactions. The giant of American banks, J.P. Morgan, has teamed up with Siemens, a German engineering technology company, to develop a blockchain-based new remittance system for the latter. The Financial Times reported that Siemens partnered with J.P. Morgan to improve the automation of its payment system, becoming the bank's first anchor client of its blockchain unit, Onyx. This will allow the German company to make money transactions in U.S. dollars with its own accounts, which they described as a first-of-its-kind application. I want to read a direct quote here. Uh, this is from the uh, Heiko, Heiko Nix, which is the head of cash management at the uh, Siemens. Quote, if the business would stay the same as it is today, I would say we are fine regarding our treasury setup. We can automate a bit, and maybe we reduce costs and cash allocations. This is not the reason why we are doing this. The reason is that we are seeing a huge change due to the emerging digital business models because we will no longer be able to forecast cash, for example. Robin, what are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, they feel like they're about to get left behind. That's what I took away from it. Uh, and, and that quote that you read is pretty powerful. Uh, it's basically saying... You know what? If digital payments wasn't taking over the world, we would stay the course and not change anything because that's what's uh, most beneficial for our pockets. Uh, however, you can't ignore the writing on the wall and cryptocurrency is here. If this doesn't speak to market adoption and to where cryptocurrency is going, the path that we are on, the replacement of the old system, this is it right here jp morgan if you think about it Man, not just a, just not just a year ago one year ago Dude, they flip-flop more than my flip -flops. a year ago all the execs whatever the freaking the ceo of uh, jp morgan's name is whatever he was jp is it jp I, I don't know well anyways jp or, or whoever he calls himself he was 
talking about Bitcoin being a Ponzi scheme. Bitcoin going to go to zero. Bitcoin this, Bitcoin and that. And then they pivoted and say, oh, we can see a $450,000 yeah. Bitcoin in 2021. Because the writing is on the wall. And you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are. If your customer base, if your clients, if you the people that you represent, if they speak, if they yell, if they truly want Bitcoin, they want cryptocurrency, they want to allocate part of their portfolio to that, they can't ignore it. Because you know what, if they ignore it, those people, their clients, they're going to go elsewhere. They're going to get their hands on it. The voices are getting loud. They're getting very, very loud. And these guys have zero option but to conform and to add these type of things to their portfolios. Uh, we so, do. We do got a lot of chitter chatter in the uh, the chat as well. They they what are they talking about? What are talking, talking about? They, they're is... talking about uh, the the pronunciation of Siemens. There's all kind. About? There's all kinds of uh, uh, water drop emojis Ooh, my and stereo uh, in there. <laughs> no stereo two is not in here. Greg, Jeff, and Olga. Uh, thanks for uh, commenting. But yeah. So is it Siemens or Simons? Can like uh, if you're gonna comment, at least let us know. Are we pronouncing it right or are we I pronouncing think, uh, it wrong? The consensus here is Siemens. Siemens. All right, we're just gonna roll with Siemens. Uh, German I'm company. Sure, I'm Siemens sure you are gonna apologize. roll with it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think uh, is that is that Jeff Jeff Brokaw in the chat because uh, he just texted me. So maybe I'll check my uh, text here in a little bit, but. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You're going to see more and more of these big banks getting into the space, helping out companies that are trying to get into blockchain. And eventually we're going to see majority of these banks be able to custody our crypto for us moving forward. Very positive for our space. Absolutely. Basically what's going on here. Uh, JP Morgan, just one of the top three financial institutions in the United States. Uh, and don't forget, the U.S. is the top economy in the world as well. So the biggest players in the top economy are adopting cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and using it themselves. So if that doesn't tell you that you are in the right space and that you are doing the good deed by watching our channel, then uh, what else do you need to say? You know, LFG, baby, let's F and go. All right, let's move on. And Jeff, if you're still in the chat, this one's for you, my friend. SHIB is the most held token among the top thousand Ethereum wallets. If you watch the show... You know, I'm a huge Shiba Inu fan. I love the community. Are. Of course you are. I love the community. It's absolutely amazing. They're, they got each other's backs. And here's the data to prove it. Here, uh, perfect. K- keep it on this uh, screen here, Donnie, real quick. This is the allocation of all the token wallet addresses that are on Ethereum. Top 1,000. Jesus. SHIB 7.71 with over $1.7 billion worth. Uh, and second, more, that's more than USDT. Yeah, I know. It's funny. It's amazing. All shout out to the SHIB community. If you're watching, I love you, even though Robin doesn't. Second place, you got FTX token with 7.3. I love the community. I just not not a big fan of the token. Yeah, okay. Or the protocol. Yeah. So. Uh, it says, in light of the positive market sentiment, sentiment on this, uh, Tuesday, December 21st, the decentralized meme token Shiba Inu has witnessed an increase in buyers and is now the most held token among the top 1,000 Ethereum wallets okay sheba army pat yourself on the back congratulations for accomplishing nothing besides what accumulating tokens and uh deriving value from your own uh bro you uh, are your own investment hater. you are the definition of you're successful a, ponzi scheme if a ponzi a scheme doesn't collapse Why are you such a hater sheba, thank you for hodling strong uh but unfortunately you're doing nothing for our financial sector in the future why are you such uh, a so, hater uh, you know I'm Didn't being you realistic. at one point okay. hold a couple billion Shiba coins? Let me let me let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Oh, here we go. Another ready? Robin you ready? story. Once upon a time, there was a guy that was frustrated with the traditional banking system. He was tired of of getting fees for having a savings account. He was tired of paying all kinds of exorbitant amount of transaction fees and in time to to process to send money overseas. And then lo and behold, comes this new payment option called Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies that come with revolutionary ideas that are going to fundamentally change the world. And then lo and behold, they throw a freaking the confetti out they throw out a freaking cat costume oh and then God, this man. little fucking pinata comes in you and done? it takes all it takes the show it does nothing what it has nothing saying? it has a dex and it has a community community i love you but let's be real why don't you start investing into something something real it's like collecting pokemon cards it's time to step up what to the big league get about? the mlb cards get the michael project. jordan rookie card get the things that are worth money because pokemon ain't gonna stay around forever my dude man that you you're so lame dude they have Shiba Swap, which is their decks. They have 
a great community. They're coming out with their with a, a with a play to earn game. Like they're they're going from a mean token and they're providing you think, actual you think utility. Shiba will make a movie one day. You think there'll be a Shiba movie just like the Angry Bird? There's zero limit to what Shiba will do because of their community. That's all I'm saying. And you're just a hater. Hate, hate, hate. Numbers don't lie. Ah, Women hate. lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. It was a song. All right, let's move on. Crypto exchange FTX US partners with four useless, I mean, Washington, D.C. <laughs> sports teams. FTX US NFT platform will have exclusive rights to future token drops by the four teams. And the exchange will be a partner for an in-game highlight series called, quote, Big Block Chain. What are, what are the teams? What, are, what, what, what Washington said? Okay, Washington says the Washington football team doesn't even have a mascot. If that doesn't Seriously. tell you that, that 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 whole city is falling flat on their face as far as representing the sports uh, world, the you Capitals, ready? I support you guys because you know what? You beat the you beat uh, the uh, Golden Knights, the Golden Knights, and the uh, Stanley they're Cup uh, first year. But other than that, they're only they're only the team. Washington you, Wizards. You got are the doo-doo. Wizards garbage. You have the Washington Mystics, which are more exciting than the Wizards, but still kind of lame. Then you have uh, the Capital City Go-Go basketball team. <laughs> uh, no idea what the hell that is. They all signed a multi-year deal. I think Go-Go, I think a strip club. What we, uh, I know, right? what we are seeing is we are seeing a race for the most endorsements and the most publicity between crypto.com and FTX. Who do you think's leading the who do you think's leading in that space right now, Robin? Well, cryptocut.com has the former Staples, Staples Arena Lake show. So, I think uh that that in itself. But don't don't get it twisted. FTX has Tom Brady, has Steph Curry. They have all kinds of representatives. They also have t- television ads that have been running throughout the World Series, throughout the playoffs, uh, throughout uh, the national football games. Now, also, what? real quick, Robin, uh, FTX back in March s- signed a $135 million agreement for the naming rights of the Miami Heat, uh, which will last all the way through 2040. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I think the, the strongest, the, the ace in the hole is definitely crypto.com, the Staples center, uh, or former Staples center, huge. but as far as an all encompassing marketing plan, FTX is ahead of the game. They are putting their product in front of more eyeballs through television ads and also some big names. Tom Brady, the GOAT. You have okay. Steph Curry, Tom the GOAT Brady. three-pointer. Bet nobody can shoot threes better than Steph Curry. I'm 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 mad at Brady. He's, Steph Curry single-handedly changed how you play basketball. Uh, yes, you're right on that. Tom Brady pissed me off, man. I had him in my fantasy league yesterday and he 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 ruined me. He ruined me. Quarterfinals. Thanks, Tom Brady. Not you surprised. shit the bet against not the surprised. Saints. Not surprised. All right. Now, I have a conspiracy theory. Well, not even conspiracy. I just have a... Uh, well, that's a coincidental. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Friedman, who is the CEO of the FTX uh, company, uh, he is all in on Washington, D.C. He is all in on Congress. Oh, he is God, all in. Okay, he was at... He, he was on. at... He was at the congressional meeting he had uh, where well, he got some in there, but he showed up. Other people that didn't show up, the CEO of Tether, uh, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase. But your boy, Mr. Freeman, he showed up with his hair all freaking curly and blown out. And he was there. Okay. He is also in the last presidential election during the campaign. He was the second largest donor to Joe Biden's campaign. Now, so he is all in now. So you're saying he's lobbying. He's lobbying. So... He could have it picked four teams in any city. He could have picked L.A. He could have picked Dallas. He could have picked uh, Seattle. Now, he chose Washington, D.C. because he knows that his logo will be on the uniforms of all the players there. It'll be on the arenas. It'll be all over the place. And what's going to happen? What, what do the congressmen do? What do the what They do, don't watch Washington They, they go teams. out, and when they're out in the town, they see the FTX on the billboards. They see it on the arenas. They see it on the jerseys. And then what ends up happening is, subliminally, he's planting the seed. Crypto is here. He's buying his way in. He's making it known. He's kicking down doors. The man knows what he's doing. He's a damn genius. Are we seeing an East Coast, West Coast rivalry here where FTX is mainly focusing on 
Ooh. marketing on the East Coast, and you got Crypto.com kind of on the West Coast? Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just kidding. All right, let's move on. Some more Ethereum news. Ethereum's Kintsugi, Kintsugi testnet launch prepares for quarter two 2022 merge. Uh, fresh from Amphora Merge Workshop, the Kintsugi testnet is the latest development in Ethereum's roadmap. Uh, talks about uh, the goal is to merge Ethereum's mainnet and the beacon chain, creating a more efficient and scalable blockchain, a.k.a. ETH 2.0. The testnet will also include updates to Ethereum's protocol, such as sharding and the Casper FFG, which is a consensus protocol. Did you shart on yourself? Is that um, what I heard? Uh, and this essentially is going to help uh, make the transition from proof of work to proof of stake. Guys, we have a date. Finally. We have a date. Are they going to stick to the date? I don't know. Probably not. But the testnet is live, which is great news. It's going to pave the way. This is the first step into moving Ethereum from proof of work to proof of stake. I am so happy that it is finally, that we are finally seeing some production on Ethereum 2.0. It is about damn time. Okay, yeah, they keep delaying it. They keep dangling the carrot. They keep talking about uh, one day uh, the 2.0 will come out. One day Ethereum will upgrade. One day we'll go to proof of of uh, stake instead of proof of work. And you know what? The day is actually here. The testnet is up. It's running. It's functional. Uh, developers can play on it. They can try to break it. This is the first step to the rollout. So yep. without this, the rollout can't be done. So finally, it's refreshing to see it. And maybe, perhaps, the 2.0 will roll out next year. Perhaps it will be on time. And with the success of the rollout of this testnet, what's it called again? Kakawa? Kintsugi. Kintsugi. In case so you don't know Kintsugi what Kintsugi means. Do you know what it means? Because I was literally just going to say it. Go ahead. What is What does it mean? Is it, another, is it another is a, animal that's uh, got a cat kintsugi costume? Kintsugi is a Japanese word that refers to the art of repairing broken pottery or repairing broken protocols with gold lacquer, emphasizing the breaks and making them part of the object's history. That's pretty cool. Can we get some kazigi for David? Because he it's is broken kintsugi. as it's hell. Because you need some gold on your face. You need some gold on your personality. Get this man some gold for Christmas. Thank you. What? You're, you're done. All right. Let's move on. Last article we're going to talk about. Your boy, Jack Dorsey, says Bitcoin will replace the U.S. dollar. Him and Robin's favorite musician, a.k.a. former porn star Cardi B, went at it on Twitter. Uh, Jack Dorsey saying that the Bitcoin will replace the U.S. dollar. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, other cryptocurrency communities showed up in the Twitter thread with Dogecoin co-founder Billy Marcus saying that Dogecoin is more stable than the U.S. dollar. Well, they both have unlimited supply, so um, <laughs> yeah. I, B Bitcoin will will never replace the U.S. dollar. It's not efficient enough. You can't use it every day like you do the dollar for payments and stuff like that. Now, do I think there might be another crypto or maybe cryptocurrency as a whole replacing fiat currency? Possibly, but it ain't going to be Bitcoin. Why is Cardi B... And uh, Jack Dorsey, why, why are they even having a discussion? They seem like two polar opposite personalities. I kind of like it, though, man. Yeah. I'm I, you know, but, you know, I, I don't think it's so much that <clears throat> when Jack Dorsey says, yes, it'll replace the dollar, I don't believe that it will replace the dollar and the traditional form as far as its use of payment. However, he believes, and I also believe, that Bitcoin will be the reserve currency of the world. No longer. Will the dollar hold hold that hold that position as we move forward? Something that can't be inflated, something that's actually stable. Is your personality? They, yeah, that's right. Now, can't these, be inflated. These protocols, the Bitcoin and other protocols, they they hold true. They can't lie. They can't be manipulated by politics. And if you're another country and you're relying on the dollar to transact and you're relying on the dollar to make trades, you're relying on the dollar to, to compare your wealth to, then when you crap on the dollar and you, and you more than double the circulating supply of the dollar, then, and then you got rampant inflation, and then you have just all kinds of crap going on, 
Of course, people are going to get poo-pooed on. People are going to be upset and people are going to look for something else. And what is something else? Bitcoin. It's the truth. It's the gold standard. It's going to be the reserve standard. And it's it's here to replace. So it's going to replace the dollar. And you know what? So you think as much as I don't like as much as I don't like Dogecoin, I will say this. The tokenomics behind the U.S. dollar is crap. And at least Dogecoin, which is inflationary, hasn't doubled its circulating supply in, in the matter of a year and a half. And the U.S. dollar has. And you know who's behind? The dollar. You know who's behind? The U.S. You know who's behind? The Federal Reserve System. And I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Dogecoin for president. That's all I got. What? <laughs> um... Did we drug test Robin before we came in here today? <laughs> right, your boy had a. Had, I just finished my Red Bull. Your second so Red Bull. Yeah, you're all hyper. Woo! All right. <laughs> That'll do it for the talking points. Let's move on to our next segment, our market analysis here at Sin City Crypto. Roll it. You got good handwriting, David. Grazie. All right. Let's go over the market here today. We have Bitcoin dominance a little over 40%. Ethereum's at 21%. Markets uh, kind of trading sideways. Bitcoin's up for uh, almost 4.5%, sitting at 48,500. Ethereum about to break 4,000 again. You have Solana trading sideways. XRP up 15% in the last Ooh. seven days, almost back to a dollar. XRP Army. What's up? Let's go, you man. You know what, XRP Let's Army? Go. You know what? I might just buy some XRP after we sign off on the show today. I know I've talked a lot of crap. I know I've said it's annoying having to wait when, 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 when the lawsuit settles, but I'm liking it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And uh, also, uh, shout out to Sean in the chat. Uh, he agrees to BCC will be the store of value fundamentally in the future. Store of value, yes. But replacing the dollar as fiat currency to a transact every day, no. We got your boy Avalanche at $117, up 5%, holding steady at number 10. We did do a dive into Avalanche, so we will drop that uh, link in the description below. Make sure you go check that out. Let's look at some of the top movers in the market today. Top gainers, top losers. We're going to go to the top 100 here. Loopering up 20% with over $419 million in volume. One we, of our favorite projects. Yes. We also did do a dive on Loopering. We already have that link in the description below. Make sure you go check that out. IOTA up 16%. Graph 13%. We have... Tell them about Loopering real quick. Tell them about Loopering. Why should... Why should... Why is it pumping? Give, give us a quick synopsis. What does Loopering do, my dude? Loopering is a layer two roll-up for Ethereum. They have an amazingly usable, friendly, user-friendly interface it's wallet. sexy looking. Like it your boy. super sexy. It's got yield farming. It's got DeFi. You can transact on the Ethereum network. I mean, it's, uh, the transactions are off-chain, but you get the security of as if you were doing it on-chain. Don't spoil the whole show. You want more info on Loopring, click Check the description. The there it is. Link in the bio. My, hey, that's it? a good setup right there, bro. That was like an alley-oop. And a bam, <laughs> Let's look at some of the you top can't losers. You can't Yearn Finance moved from the left column to the right column they're down 11 percent in the last 24 hours uh with DCR, big gains comes big pullbacks that's right baby that's right that's why you always dollar cost average in kusama down uh less than one percent not a lot of big losers today a few big gainers so david's a big loser though yeah uh polygons up 6.67 percent <laughs> cosmos eight percent when are, are we are we ever gonna see cosmos like actually pump and stay pump because it pumped all the way up to like 30 some. Uh, that's an ugly chart, bro. It pumped all the way to over 40 bucks, but it just not staying. I mean, I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, it's not a very sexy project. It just connects one chain to the other. It's like the, the ecosystem. It, the bringer. ecosystem is, is actually pretty cool. It's really cool. It's just on its own. It's not the sexy. It's like it helps other projects become more efficient. So it's very valuable. But as far as it standalone, it's not it's not the sexiest project, but I, I love it. I I'm I think it's a great, great long term hold. There's no reason that almost every ecosystem won't end up adopting it. So and behind we it. just uh we just finished putting a deep dive into Cosmos together. We'll be filming that mm. in the next couple of days, so make sure you look out for that. 
Let's go into a little bit of technical analysis. I'm going to go over two coins today. The first one obviously being Bitcoin. Nice big green candle we see here. Is this the beginning of a uptrend? The RSI here indicator is pointing up. It's right around 41 right now. And we can see towards the bottom here on the ADX, the average directional index, you see the green on the bottom is pointing up. Red is pointing down. The purple is high, which means the trend is strong. Once the green crosses, we might be in an uptrend. The most important thing, though, is to break this level here. If we can break 59 and stay above it, we've made a new high, and we probably are going back into a bull. But I'd assume the, uh, the, 50, the 50K is the, the next big support, right? And then, or resistance. Yeah, 50K stay above, but but the main one, to me, is going to be right here. 57, That's going to be 000. your bull market indicator? That's going to be my bull. What I want to show here, I got the Bollinger Bands pull, uh, pulled up here. Bollinger Bands typically measure volatility. You can see they're starting to contract, which means we are probably might be going into a consolidation phase, which typically after that, price will skyrocket either to the upside or to the downside. Now, HBAR. Robin, how do we feel about HBAR? Man, the HBAR community has yelled Y'all at us. Y'all crazy, man. Y'all is crazy. I love yeah. it. But Y'all I love it. Keep yelling at us. You know, I get it. You know, the project is uh, advertised we as decentralized. We like the project. They are advertised as a decentralized network, and that is something that's written over and over again on their website. Uh, but let's just be real. You cannot, under any circumstance, any project be 100% decentralized. It's just how it is. Bitcoin has some centralization points, and so does HBAR. So uh, stop getting so butthurt. We love y'all, man. We like the community, <laughs> man. I'm behind HBAR, man. I want to yeah. see it grow. Like, come on now. Let's yeah. all rise up together, man. Let's join. Let's put our hands together. Let's, uh, okay. let's say a prayer. Uh, kumbaya. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the chart here. So important thing I'm seeing here, we saw RSI trending up. It's kind of flattening out a little bit. Here's the most important thing on the bottom. You got the... ADX, we got green crossing over red. And the most important thing I want to show you, something called super trend. And this gives buy and sell signals. We just got a buy signal two days ago. You can see here, buy signal shoots up, buy signal shoots up. So it's not 100%. Nothing in technical analysis is 100%, but it's a pretty good indicator. So if you're looking to get into HBAR, now might be a good time. With that being said, that's all I got for market analysis. We got a special treat for our viewers. So we brought in an expert in the medical healthcare industry. We brought him in to our red couch here in the studio. We asked him questions. We got a little background on the healthcare industry, the flaws, how it can improve. We talked about crypto, blockchain, how that can make the space better. It was an absolutely amazing interview. We learned a lot. We know you're going to learn a lot. So without further ado, let's roll the interview. We are extremely excited to bring you an interview today. Crypto fam, fr- friends and family of Sin City Crypto. We have a medical records expert here live in studio with us today. Mr. Brian G. Rosenberg has been implementing technology for healthcare providers for over 20 years. As an author and a speaker, he has written and presented on a wide range of topics related to te- related to technology, healthcare, and process improvement. His love and passion for educating has culminated with the founding of the Socrates Learning Platform, of which he is the founder and chief executive officer. He is also the president-elect of HIMSS, whose mission is to promote innovation in healthcare information technology here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brian is always looking for new disruptive technologies that can improve the patient experience and outcomes, and currently advises several startups in this area. Can blockchain and crypto help? Let's introduce our guest here, Mr. Brian Rosenberg. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. We know your time is extremely valuable, and we just want to say uh, thank you for joining us today. Really, really excited about this interview. It's an honor having you here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Of course. So, first question I want to ask you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where you grew up, your educational background, anything else you want to add? Well, sure. I, I, so actually, where I grew up, it should be an easier question, but actually, I, uh, my parents traveled a lot. My father was State Department, so I traveled all over the country and all over the world. Got a chance to experience a lot of different cultures and different places. I, uh, Northern Virginia is probably the closest thing to home for me. It's where I went to college, and, uh, and I spent 15 years in Baltimore, moving to Las Vegas seven years ago. Wow. What brought you out to Vegas? Uh, family, actually. Family, okay. yeah, father's hey, out here. For me, it was gambling. 
there it is. There it is. A degenerate gambler here. Uh, Dave, uh, you're the degenerate. Uh, hey, if you didn't know, I'm from Virginia as well. I'm from uh, oh, yeah. Norfolk, Virginia. I grew up there. My dad is uh, 20 years retired in the Navy. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's hometown for me. Uh, you know, uh, something I can relate to a little bit about the... Uh, uh, my father uh, being in the in the military uh, with with him, he's he has a lot of medical issues. He's a full fully disabled or has the, the full full disability. Uh, he's had a few uh, knee replacement surgeries, uh, stroke. Anyways, I won't get into his medical record, but he's been he's been in and out of the medical system over and over again. Uh, with that said, uh, I have been there with him, and every time I go to the doctor's office, he has this long list of questions that he answers every single time. What is his medications? He has to list them all, all the procedures, and it's like, I, and I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, don't you have this, you know, to, to the practitioner or, or the nurse, whoever's writing all this down, like, don't you have this information already on hand? It's not the first time he's been here. I don't, I don't understand where the disconnect is with that. Uh, also, my sister uh, is a, a dietitian. She works in a hospital in Florida, uh, and uh, she relies solely on medical uh, records uh, for her treatment with with her uh, patients. And a lot of them are incapacitated, so her only source of information for her for her uh, therapy or, or for their dietary plan is the information that is stored on medical records. So, medical records is a big thing for for myself personally. Uh, something I'm really passionate about. Uh, so. I don't know. Uh, what, what, what do you feel about with, with, with that? Well, you know, it, it's a big thing for, for you and your family, but it's a big thing for everybody and everybody's family. So those are very common concerns and complaints, right? You know, filling out information and having to repeat that over and over and over again is a common problem. I have three children. And so every time I go to the doctor, filling out their allergy information and medication information, all their medical history, why isn't all that information in one place? And that is what the purpose of an electronic medical record is. And my background has been implementing those kinds of solutions for about 20 years. Uh, and there's a variety of different ones in the marketplace, but different places do use different solutions. And so part of the problem is that your father may not be using the same solution at his doctor's office as what you used at the hospital he went to. You mentioned your sister working at the hospital as a dietitian. Again, they, there's thousands of people accessing different parts of the medical record working in each of those hospitals. Everything from registration to the nurses, to the doctors, to dietary, all the way through billing uh, is all controlled out of that medical record. So there's a lot of different people accessing different pieces of information. But again, that information isn't shared. Sometimes that information isn't even on the same system within the same hospital, much less at another doctor's office where your father may go after. Well, don't you think it'd be easier? Um, I mean, e I know it's easier said than done, but don't you think it'd be easier if you just had one one go to data bank that has all all medical? Is that something that's just not not practical? Or well, it's it's it, yes, it would be easier if it was, but there's a variety of different systems out there. There's no standard. Everyone isn't using the exact same system, okay. and those systems don't effectively speak to each other. Sharing of information and medical records is is a challenge in the industry. It's better than it used to be, but it's still a major challenge. So I, I got some fact checking I got to do here because when I was researching, <laughs> when I was researching, I came across some information that absolutely blew my mind. Uh, so study after study that I that I found showed that over 50 percent of medical records are still being faxed. Is that true? What? Tell me that. Tell me that. Tell me that that, that is that is true. Fifty uh, percent yes. is still being faxed. Like fax machine with like the yes. rotary numbers. Did they have like the turn dial on there? Where they like? <laughs> da, 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 da. like <laughs> well, it, it, it typically is not an actual fax machine that's sending it. Usually, it's going from a computer system through an e-fax program of some type. Wow. But it is going by fax. Wow. And uh, and yes, that is. Surprising to hear in uh, in 2021, but uh, but that is the reality. Uh, and, yeah. and what's happened is that uh, it has become the primary method of sending out referred medical records from one place to another because there's not better electronic sharing methods available. There are a variety of different electronic sharing networks and technologies, but because there's no standard, not everybody uses them. And if you don't know what a particular doctor's office uses, they default back to so that is wow. that is true. Mm. Yeah. David, when's yeah. the last time you faxed something? 
was the last Actually, time? When was the last time you fed the paper to the top of the fax machine? Me personally, I don't even have a fax machine, man. But I was at my doctor today, and they faxed paperwork over. So wow. yeah, fifty percent—that's crazy. You figure in this technologically advanced world we're living in, you, there would be better solutions, but now that is that is very true. That's sad. That's terrible. Now, what what are some other challenges with the sharing of medical records? Well, you know, medical Safer. records. You know, beyond that, you know, I mentioned sharing is part of the problem that. Having the same technology and consistent technology is an issue because what your hospital uses, what your doctors uses, what your radiologist uses, or pharmacy uses, they're all going to be different things. Uh, and that causes a lot of communication challenges. The other big challenges right now is, is, is hacking and ransomware. So ransomware has been a significant problem for hospitals. You may not be aware of this, it's kind of interesting, the, uh, that a medical record is worth about $1,000 on the black market. What? Which is about 20 times what a credit card is worth. So they're far more valuable. There makes hospitals a significant target for hackers. Uh, and hospitals are increasingly dealing with ransomware attacks where millions of medical records are stolen. Did you say $1,000 for each $1, record? $1,000 for each medical record. Because you think about it, there's just so much information. When your credit card can be canceled very easily. But a medical record contains extensive personal history about right. medications that, you can that you're taking, uh, about your family history, things that are very easy. Wow. For someone to exploit to try to take advantage of. You don't think about this kind of stuff, man. Like I, I would have never guessed that people are more after medical records than they are your credit card information. Hey, David, how much would you sell me your medical record for? You don't want to see my medical records, man. I don't trust you, anyways. <laughs> so now, who do you believe owns these medical records, and and kind of what rights do patients have to control access to this information? It's good. It's a good question because I because. Part of the challenge in the industry, part of the reason this has been a problem, is because generally the hospitals think they own the medical records. And they may not answer that question that way, but they act like they own it. As a matter of fact, typically a patient has to go through a request process and complete paperwork to request a copy of their medical record that they're the rightful owner of. And there is increasing desire for patients to have more ownership of their records. But the problem is that, uh, is that the record is stored by that hospital. And typically the way that it gets from the hospital to the doctor or to the pharmacy or whatever person needs to be able to access it is through it being sent either electronically or, or faxing as we were discussing Fax. before. Huh. Robin, is there a solution to this? All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch you, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch the idea of using blockchain uh, to use the newest technology out there uh blockchain technology uh as as a remedy as as the solution uh most people associate blockchain with a coin or a token however with blockchain in itself so with, with these protocols that are built is that they're very excellent tools at data storage they're very secure uh and uh right now there are three front runners in the medical field as far as blockchain. Uh, I won't go into too much detail, but just know that there are protocols that are out there that are in use right now that are functional, that healthcare providers, uh, patients, and doctors are currently using. So it is not technology of the future, it's technology of now that needs to be adopted uh, for it to grow. Uh, so we have uh, MediBlock, which is uh, one of the, the, the leading projects as well as Patientory uh, and uh, Medical Chain. Uh, so I'll just kind of touch on some of the features that you can find with MediBlock, uh, which is the number one uh, medical record storage uh, protocol. Now, uh, they do have an app available. Uh, now, the app, the idea is that the patient themselves will carry their own medical record. You have, you go to the doctor, uh, instead of filling out the forms, you just say, hey, here's my medical records. The, the patient or the, the institution scans scans your, your QR code that's on your phone, pulls up all your medical records. Uh, now, uh, this can also be integrated with other medical uh, reading technology devices, like smartwatches, glucose meters. So just imagine this, you have a smartwatch, it keeps track of your blood pressure, it keeps track of your steps, keeps track of all your other vitals. You have your glucose meter, keeps track of your blood sugar. Imagine if all of this was updated in real time. And all the data can be pulled down by, by your physician and can be evaluated right then and there without, without, doing the, without doing the readings. You can sit there and say, hey, in the beginning of the month, my, my glucose was here. At the, in the middle of the month, 
my blood pressure was here. And this is all real-time data that can be accessed at any point in time by any physician just by the simple permission of, of the app. Uh, and then... Also, it has all of your data on there as far as your past visits, your medication, notes from the other doctors, uh, allergies, your, your vaccine history. And another big, uh, another big roadblock I've found with medical data is, is with the uh, claims and billing and the information and the insurance. It, it can be a nightmare, especially for somebody that's going through a lot of difficulties. The last thing you want to do is to, to get a big bill that you're expected to pay just because you entered some information in wrong. Uh, now, all of this can easily be solved with an all-encompassing technology that is in production right now. So, uh, also, I like to say that with the data outside of just this protocol, if you're an advocate for the cure, the treatment, and uh, of of a certain illness or disease, you can take you. So, if you're like, if you're big into breast cancer awareness, you can take your data. If it's on, if it's on blockchain, and then you can share that data. You can share it anonymously if you like to, and then you can aggregate this data with other people that share the same interest for 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 treatment as you. And then all of this can be pulled together and pulled down by any doctor. They don't need permission. This is open source data that you can use as a tool to to come up with cures, treatments, and identify the causes and symptoms that to make it better to identify. So for me, I get really excited about that. I mean, is that is that something that well, you know a couple of different things there? So let, let, let me react to some of that. Just that you know that first off, you know the, you're addressing directly the portability of medical records, right? The ability for a patient to take control of their record and give their record ultimately to anybody they want to, any doctor they want to, any relative they want to, take it to the hospital with them, carry it with them when they go travel, whatever the case may be. And I think that's that's an exciting development in the in the in the industry and a definite need. But also by um, with blockchain providing more of a secure method to do so, less hackable than a lot would be. But also when you talked about like crowdsourcing, that also gets into the idea of people being able to share their medical records for their own purposes when they think it might help to solve a particular issue. They can decide who might benefit from that rather than the hospital being the one to decide uh, what research your medical records should be a part of. Right. So I, I think that it's definitely the right direction from a privacy standpoint, from a security standpoint, and as I mentioned, from a portability standpoint, a lot of great developments there. Um, and, and so I think that while I'm not an expert at blockchain technology itself, if blockchain helps to solve those problems, that I think that that is the direction, the types of innovations that we need to be thinking about in the industry. Here's, so, here's a quick question I, I thought of. Do, do hospitals make a profit off of selling their medical records to outside outsized companies that are looking to aggregate data? So as a whole, they do not. There have been some incidents um, where so generally it's not a practice. That's, that's... It's not a general practice. Okay. Now, individual doctor's offices shouldn't, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Of course. Uh, but, the, uh, but they do decide what research programs is going to be a part of. You make some elections when you check into a hospital or sign the paperwork in your doctor's office about how information can be shared, and you probably don't read them. Uh, and there's factors that will go into them sharing particular information with different kinds of studies. There have been a few instances of for-profit um, relationships, but that's not the norm. What, so what, what's the biggest thing that's in the fine print when you go to the hospital that you sign that people don't read that you should, well, our viewers should know? Well, you know, everybody, when you go to a hospital or doctor's office, you're going to sign a HIPAA form, right. uh, which, uh, which is a, a pretty extensive document that describes your privacy rights uh, and there's a lot of violations that can happen if a hospital chooses to share those medical records inappropriately. Uh, and this happens all the time. And outside of ransomware, where the hospital is not choosing to do it, uh, there have been instances of things like um, there was one time there was a HIPAA fine because a hospital dropped off office, uh, medical records at a doctor's office. But the doctor's office was closed. So they left the box of medical records outside the front door. What? So there have been incidents like that that have happened in the past. Uh, <laughs> That's and a lot of money. Hospitals get fined for that. Uh, and the so for the most part, there's a lot of training. They try to do everything right. Uh, but there is a reality that so it's easy to make mistakes. Is it common practice for somebody to deliver medical files via on foot? 
Yes. On foot. I, I don't know. It sounds crazy to me. Well, a courier, yes, uh, would be an example. Courier, they okay. probably use cars, but they, yeah. What, yes. like, Uber medical? Like, Uber. <laughs> Uber med. Like, uh, should I get a sandwich or a medical record today? Which one is it? Joke about it, but Uber actually and Lyft um, do a lot in the medical field. Wow. Really? Take patients to hospitals, yes. What? Yes. Hey, hey, you learn about it here at Sin City Crypto. All the things you did not. Oh, one more question. Can, can you opt out of medical data sharing? Is there like a section a on question. the medical forms when you're, when you're going you, through the fine print? Is you, there... you have certain rights and it depends on the situation. So some states like immunization records get shared unless you specifically opt out. Um, in some states you can, in some states you can't. Depends on the state law. Uh, you can specifically control where your medical records go. Uh, and that will be part of those forms where you can say that you want to have the right to, and you ultimately have the right to tell a hospital not to share those records or to only use them for their own purposes. Uh, mm. But it is, um, it is not something that people do commonly. And I, I, I've been to warehouses full of medical records that date back 30 years. Wow. Uh, and typically, especially now things are electronic, but it used to be it was all paper. And keeping track of paper was even more challenging. Uh, things much more easy for things to get in the wrong hands. So is it fair to say, is this a fair statement, Brian, that you believe blockchain technology could fundamentally improve the medical record space? I, be I believe it could. I believe it could. I think that addressing the key is addressing the portability, addressing the privacy, uh, and addressing the, the security, which uh, is a significant problem in the industry that, uh, despite the best efforts of a lot of people in IT departments and healthcare, is only going to get worse. Uh, as these incidents continue to happen more and more often. So I think I think it could make a difference. Okay. I, I'd love to see new technologies come in and uh, and make things better. So I'll end it with this, okay? With your stature and sway in the medical records community, would you be willing to advocate for blockchain integration to your colleagues? I, I would absolutely be willing. Uh, ultimately, uh, I've been to hospitals and, and have helped hospitals to solve business problems. Anytime a solution is going to make those problems better, I'm happy to introduce and advocate for what you've described here. Sounds like that fits within those parameters. Be happy to, to, to learn more about it and to share Amazing. more about it. Amazing. All right. All right, guys. Well, we just want to thank Mr. Rosenberg for taking the time out of his busy day to join us here at Sin City Crypto. Give you some infight. In, in fight. <laughs> no fighting. Insight <laughs> into the medical records what it's doing, where it is currently, the flaws, and how blockchain and crypto and, and what the can current, enhance it. What the current price is as well. So we don't just talk about prices of cryptocurrency <laughs> here. We're also talking about the going rate for a medical, medical record, record chart. But uh, either way, thanks again. It was a Thank pleasure you, Brian. having you Appreciate here with it. us there, Brian. So uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you back here again. Uh, best of luck with uh, with with your uh, new position and congratulations yes. on, uh, on, uh, the president, um, elective hymns. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, absolutely. You. Appreciate it. Thank Happy to again, be here. Brian. Happy right. new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All right. Mm -hmm. We wanted to thank Mr. Rosenberg again for taking his time coming into the studio, doing an interview, uh, for you, the audience, we hope you guys took some great information out of that, how blockchain can change the medical healthcare industry moving forward so with that being said you guys that'll do it for our show today make sure you come back in a few hours to check out our deep dive we're doing one on komodo very very exciting small cap coin lots of potential on behalf of myself donnie and robin we want to say we love you thank you come back tomorrow 11 a.m 11 a.m let's go baby let's go Bye.